0: Hey, how's it going, NBA fans? It's Kevin Haswell alongside Blake Pace for another episode of Courtside Take. We got some interesting playoff results, including, you know, uh, the OKC three out of the playoffs. Um, Tragic. Via Donovan Mitchell, uh, great performance. Uh, we'll run through all the playoff games, playoff rounds, not rounds, matchups. Yeah. <laughs> um Sorry, it's Finals Week, but um, Blake, how you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm exhausted. Uh, Kevin's down here chugging a few Red Bulls right now. Um, I need some caffeine. But, yeah, like you said, a lot of great series finished up. Started uh, the second series last night. Um, actually started on started on Saturday with Golden State New Orleans. But, yeah, I'm excited. I, I feel like the first round – I was talking with Kevin before. I feel like the first round is going to be more interesting than this next round. I just feel like some of these teams are, have the clear advantage over their opponents, whereas you had great series um, – in the, in the first round with, you know, the Raptors and Wizards, uh, the Jazz and Thunder were interesting. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to get the same excitement in this series, but either way, we're, you know, working our way towards the finals.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll start out with Bucs-Celtics, which was on Saturday. That series uh, wound up with the Celtics getting a Game 7 victory, 112-96 uh, to 96 over the Bucks. The Celtics will now move on uh, to play the Philadelphia 76ers in the next round, you know, my squad. It's going to be nice, uh, a yeah. nice series. But let's go back to Game 7 and kind of just look at that. You know, what was the difference maker for the for the Celtics to really win this game?
1: Um, it was the scoring output from uh, Al Horford. Uh, you know, he just he bullied on the inside, shot 76.5% from the field, only missed four of his 17 shots all day. Um, he really had things going on the interior for them. Um, and, you know, that was the difference maker for me because, you know, before this game specifically, he was still um, averaging, he's averaging 18 points a game this postseason, um, but to have that outburst for him in the, uh, in the final game of the series, it really made the difference on the interior, and then, you know, great play from Terry Rozier, um, we've seen it all series, him and uh, Eric Bledsoe go back and forth, Eric Bledsoe had a great game as well, um, and you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, a limited um,
0: rotation from Boston prevailed over Giannis and the uh, Bucks. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I really like what they're getting out of um, some of these young players, like Jason Tatum, with 20 points. He actually had by far the best plus minus on the team, with plus 24. Mm-hmm. With the second best plus minus being plus 10. Um, so he was a really, uh, you know, a difference maker on both ends of the floor with 20 points, six rebounds, five assists. Um, you know, five and five from the line. And then Terry Rozier, you know, that's what they really need from him uh, to, you know, move forward. Uh, without Kyrie Irving and really be able to beat the 76ers. I think they're gonna need Terry Rozier to play at this level um, you know 26 points nine assists six rebounds, 10 of 16 shooting five of eight shooting from three. I mean um, that was great but I think <clears throat> moving into the Sixers series they're gonna need more scoring other than those three guys. Mm-hmm. I mean you look at their bench uh, Marcus Morris had the most with 10 points and then Baines got eight and Larkin got eight. I mean you didn't you didn't have like a guy coming off the bench um, that they could really go to. Uh, to score.
1: Yeah, and I was, um, you know, they made the decision to start, uh, Semi-Ogele, um, at the forward position, uh, over Morris, um, kind of to try and help the offense on that second unit, but even with Marcus Smart back, um, who, you know, is trying his best, you know, to get back in the groove of things after not playing for a while, he's only averaged, um, under seven points a game since his return, um, you're definitely going to need to see more from him, um, especially after, you know, he had a two for seven night shooting, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a great series. Um, I definitely, you know, think that the Sixers have more star power right now, um, but Brad Stevens is proving, you know, again as we've said all year, he is, a, you know, a top three, top two coach in the NBA, working his way to be number one eventually. Um, he's getting a lot out of some young guys. He's getting a lot out of you know some older guys as well. Some guys that haven't worked out uh, throughout their careers, like Shane Larkin. Um, you know, you like what you see from them. Um it, it it would be a much more interesting series if the Celtics were fully healthy but I still think Brad Stevens can make this competitive.
0: What do you think the biggest key to that series is for each team?
1: Um for Boston it's going to have to be Al Horford and you know his ability to to defend in the paint. Um not necessarily the best defensive guy but he's going to be matched up with Joel Embiid and um you know Joel's a great scorer. He you know can take you outside, he can punish you inside. So Al Hoford's going to need to have a great season. Hopefully he's rested up and ready for this um, series. For uh, the 76ers, it's going to come down to the three-point shooting, making sure that that's consistent. They, they've got a great thing going right now where it's Ben Simmons driving into the paint, kicking out to the shooters. Um, you're really going to need a lot from y- your th- your three guys, um, you know, Bellinelli, uh, J.J. Redick, um, Dario Saric, Ersan Ilyasova. Those guys are all going to have to be spot on because, um, you know, this is a well grounded defensive team from brad stevens you're really gonna have to be hot from beyond the arc to get things going
0: yeah i, I think the key for the celtics has got to be slowing down jj Redick and marco bellinelli mm-hmm. um those two guys were you know huge in taking down the heat and in, in round one i mean uh like you said they the, the sixers really found their groove with getting you know simmons go to the basket uh drive to the basket and really kicking out to these guys for threes um, really good in motion off the ball too so uh you know it'll be a really interesting you know the Celtics were one of the best defensive teams in basketball against one of the hottest teams in basketball offensively. Um, it's going to be quite the series. What's your prediction for it?
1: Um, at the end of the day, I, I just have to favor the star power, and I say, it's, it, it, I think it goes six or seven. I'm going to say seven, and then Philly comes out on top, making it to the Eastern Philly, Conference Finals. Philly
0: goes to Boston for game seven and wins it?
1: I think so. Jeez. I really do. I just, I don't, I mean, great coaching can only take you so far when your team is just injury-ridden, uh, and... Um, Philly's hot right now. They've got a lot of uh, momentum carrying forward. Um, As long as they stay healthy as well, um, you know, I like their advantage. Where are you going with that?
0: i am probably go Sixers and six. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I went Sixers and seven, I believe, for the Heat series just to be conservative. Right, Um, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, after watching them in that series, I I think they looked a lot better than everyone expected. Um, You know, they only finished three games behind the Celtics in the regular season, so, I'm gonna go Sixers and six. I think Joel Embiid's gonna cause a lot of issues down low. Oh yeah. um, I don't think that the Celtics have anyone that can really match up down there. I don't know if Al Horford um, really has the power to stop Joel Embiid. So I'm gonna go Sixers and, and six. Uh, you know, I I think if it goes back to Boston, I think the Celtics would win the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a tough Game Seven to you know go into Boston oh, and yeah. TD Garden and win a game. Um, but you know the Sixers are four and a half point favorites tonight, so should be a good series. We'll move on. Uh, To the Pelicans and the Warriors, they had game... Actually, no, we're not doing that series. We're doing Pacers-Cavs. Game seven was yesterday. Uh, LeBron James really showed out. They got the 105-101 victory um, at home in Cleveland. What are your takeaways from this game?
1: Yeah, it's like Ty listened to us um, this past week and decided to give Tristan Thompson some minutes. Um, We were very critical about his coaching decision and how he was giving Thompson, you know, I think it was 24 minutes before game seven total. Uh, game 7, he played 35 minutes and had 15 points, 10 rebounds, um, shot 83% from the field and made 83% of his free throws. Um, I just thought that was such a difference maker. I thought they, they really lacked a true rim protector. Kevin Love is a great rebounder, um, but an interior force, an offensive rebounder. <clears throat> Tristan Thompson's your guy, and you, you really had to roll with him. Um, and I think that you have to roll with him in this next series. It also limited um, you know what Miles Turner was able to do. Um, you know, only eight points, four rebounds. Um, Tristan Thompson really controlled the paint. Um, and then, like you said, LeBron James um, was magnificent, 45 points on 64% shooting. Um, you know, he cramped up a little towards the end because he was playing so long, but still played, you know, over 43 minutes. Hopefully, he gets rested up until this uh, Toronto series. I heard him talk about after the game how he's a little bit tired, but um, he just wants to go home. Yeah, he just wants to go home. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, a good a good series win, obviously, you know, if you have to go seven games with Indiana, it's a little scary for Cleveland, but at least they got out of the first round um, and hopefully they can find a new energy with that Game 7 win.
0: Yeah, you know, the Game 7 really speaks to LeBron James' legacy, I think. You know, if you watched the entire series, I think most people would say the Pacers were the better team in that series, um, you know, through yeah. and through. I mean, they dominated certain games. Uh, Cleveland squeaked out victories, got the, got to game seven, and and really took it home. But you know, outside of LeBron, they had one guy score uh, 15. Tristan Thompson was their second leading scorer at 15 and 10. Um, and you have Kevin Love with only 14 points. Uh, Kyle Korver hit 1-3. J.R. Smith had 11 points. And George Hill had 11 points. I mean, you didn't really get anything out of anyone else on the team. Uh, except LeBron. I mean, he shot 16 for 25. Uh, 11 from 15 from the line, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 45 points, 4 steals. I mean, he did everything out there uh, for this Cleveland team. And, you know, uh, without, um, without LeBron playing at this high of a level, this team probably would have lost this series in five games.
1: Oh, yeah, very easily. And uh, especially looking at the play from Kevin Love, you, you need more out of him. He is averaging close to a double-double, but he's shooting 33% from the field. He's actually shooting better from three. He's hitting 40% from there um i don't know what was you know if it was a matchup trouble that he had in this series but it was not a great way to start his postseason you need to be that second guy i mean if if you're getting you know if you're lebron and your second best player is averaging 11 points a game that isn't going to help well when you face um tougher teams later in the postseason kevin love really needs to turn things around um Obviously, he had one of his better games of the series um, when he had 14. I think that also comes into Tristan Thompson playing at center um, because when you don't have him out there, you're putting love at the center. Um, and yes, he's a great rebounder. He's a big guy. But you know, being in the paint throughout the game really puts a beating on your body. And through the course of a seven-game series, that can affect your shot from outside. And so I really think that they need to roll with this lineup. I like them sticking with the five guys that were on the championship, or not on the championship team, on the team that was in the finals last year um, as the starting unit, um, and you know it kind of, you know, showed you a glimpse of what the team looked like last year. Of course, you know, missing Kyrie Irving, a couple guys on the bench, um, but you know they they managed through the series. They need more from Kevin Love, um, and they need more from you know some of these younger guys. Rodney Hood zero points, uh, Jordan Clarkson zero points in eleven minutes. Larry Nance Jr., one point in 13 minutes. Um, Fortunately, they have George Hill back now, who seems to be relatively healthy, kind of easing him back into the rotation. Um, But yeah, there there definitely has to be some things that fix before this next series
0: comes up. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, we talked about during the trade deadline, all these guys they brought in. uh, Larry Nance with only 13 minutes. Jordan Clarkson with only 11. George Hill with 19. And Rodney Hood with only 7 minutes. Um, I think they need more. If they're going to want some help behind LeBron James, I think they're going to have to go to those guys a little bit more. I mean, Jordan Carson could be a spark plug off the bench. Same with uh, Rodney Hood. And Larry Nance, I mean, he's good enough to be out there just as much as Tristan Thompson is. I mean, I think Larry Nance provides a little jump on the offensive end um, that they really don't have out there right now. So I think giving those guys a little more minutes, maybe not giving J.R. Smith 35 minutes, um, Tristan Thompson, 35 minutes, and Kyle Corbett, 23. I think you can even out that a little bit um, and you know, give the rest of those guys some more minutes so they can get some more scoring off the bench. But the Cavs do move on, and we'll play the Raptors tomorrow night on TNT at 8 o'clock. Who do you think wins this series and how many games?
1: Uh, it's really tough because... Um... You know, obviously, I, I hit so hard to doubt LeBron James, but this team does not look in shape to, um, to you know, make it through another seven-game series after you know barely surviving Indiana. This is a much more talented team in Toronto, and they looked pretty impressive. I know they fell a few games to the Wizards um, in the eight seed, but they looked pretty good. Um, you know, Serge Ibaka looked great. That's going to be a tough matchup for you know on the inside with Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson. Um, you know, I still just, I can't doubt the Cavs, and if I'm taking Cleveland, I, I'm assuming it's six, I feel like if they head back to Canada, kind of like you said, with um, with me picking Philly to win in Boston, it'd be tough for me to pick um, Cleveland to pull it out away, so I'm going to say Cavs in six, um, but it's, it's
0: going to be extremely tough to get that done. You know, I could honestly see LeBron having to take this team to game seven again. Yeah. Getting another win in Game 7. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I saw on ESPN today, uh, LeBron has the highest points per game average in Game 7s of any player in NBA history. Uh, yeah. 35 points a game yeah. in Game 7s. Uh, he passed Michael Jordan with his performance yesterday. I mean, the guy's been clutched throughout his career. The The difference I see in this series um, compared to the Pacers, I think the Raptors are probably the most deep team left. In the playoffs, I mean, they might be the most deep team in the NBA. Yeah, uh, it's going to cause the bench is great. The Cavs uh, a lot of issues because um, not only have the Raptors had some time off, uh, they you know play eight, nine, ten guys um, during a game, and it gives you know their starters some rest, and they can they don't really miss a beat when they uh, come off the bench. So you know, a team like Cleveland that has to rely on LeBron James playing 45 minutes, um, it's going to be tough, and it'll be really interesting to see. But you know, I think it's going to be Cavs in seven. But I would not be surprised. I know we were talking about this in the middle of the season, but I would not be surprised to see the Cavaliers lose this.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy to think that we're, you know, potentially missing out on LeBron's. Oh, what trip to the finals is this now? Is he going on? It's eight. eight. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know, this is in jeopardy. It's a great uh, mark on his career, but. Yeah, they they definitely need a lot. You're right, Toronto is deep. I love their bench. Um, I love their coaching this year. He's obviously up for, uh, Dwayne Casey, up for coach of the year. Um, Yeah, it's going to be an extremely tough series. Um, Definitely going to be entertaining to watch. The only thing is that um, I'm I'm not sure who's going to guard LeBron yet. Um, That's, you know, a tough matchup to take. Maybe
0: OG or Siakam. Yeah,
1: I guess. Um, But I guess also at the same time, you know, maybe they take that mentality that the Pacers had was, okay, well, let's let LeBron do his thing and then just stop the rest of the team for scoring. You know, maybe they just take that mindset, even though, you know, the Pacers didn't end up moving on. They did four, seven games, and maybe, you know, you get lucky um, if you're the Raptors and have a different outcome than Indiana. But, um, yeah, I mean, LeBron's the biggest uh, mismatch in sports, and so it'll be interesting to see who picks him up defensively.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the Raptors... You know, game plan for the Cavs, because like you said, the Pacers You know, basically said LeBron can't beat us, he can't score 105 points, exactly. but when he scores 45, is obviously good enough to win. Yeah. So um, you know, there's got to be a little bit of strategy there to kind of cover both at the same time, but um, no, I think we both agree that we think the Cavs are going to win the series, but would not be surprised to see the Raptors Definitely. Um, come out on top. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to our um, other game, game one. Uh, Between the Rockets and Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, everyone's saying he should be rookie of the year now. Um, I think they're forgetting about Ben Simmons.
1: And that it's a regular season award, postseason has nothing to do. Exactly. Votes have already been made, (laughs) so it's not going to change at this point.
0: Um, Donovan Mitchell had 21 points. Well, first, let me tell you the score. The Rockets uh, took down the Jazz in dominating fashion, 110-96. I think the score is a little closer um, than the game actually was. Uh, you know, they dominated with, you know, James Harden with 41 points, uh, PJ Tucker 15, Clint Capella 16, Chris Paul 17. I mean, they really got contributions from all of their starters. Um, What are your takeaways from this game one? And do you think this is going to be a four or five game series in the Rockets' favor?
1: Yeah, I feel like at this point, it just plays into the favor of Houston. Um, They, you know, Utah doesn't have the the star power yet, um, especially, you know, they don't have Gordon Hayward. You, you lost him in free agency. Um, that would have definitely made things more interesting if you had Donovan Mitchell, Gordon Hayward, that some more offensive um, firepower. Um, Ricky Rubio a little banged up, too, that you don't like to see that. And you're right, the score was, um, the, the final score was a lot more uh, misleading. I mean, at halftime, it was 64-39, uh, to 39. so, you know, some late heroics brought um, Utah Closer to it, but um, you know, for the Jazz, when you shoot 31% um, from three and your opponent shoots 53% from three, you're not going to win, especially when it's a high octane offense like Houston. Um, You know, you didn't have um, oh, you didn't have Ricky Rubio playing, um, so that plays into it a lot too because he was, you know, he was great um, even offensively and defensively for the Jazz. Um, you know they controlled Rudy Gobert, limited a little. I mean, he did go four for four, um, but you know, only four shots, uh, eleven points. He did play thirty-five minutes, so you kind of wonder, um, you know, if Utah tried to rely too much on outside shooting, um, especially. You know, I feel like Rudy Gobert has a slight edge over Clint Capella, um, but yeah, you need more from Derek Favors. Uh, your bench has to step up. Jay Crowder had a good game. We talked about how that was a sneaky trade for Utah. Um, at the deadline, how that you know really filled out their bench a little, um, but yeah, you know Houston has just too much star power. You know, give the Jazz a few years, and then I feel like this would be a more competitive series.
0: Yeah, I don't, I just don't think they have anyone to guard James Harden. I mean, he's twelve no. for twenty six, seven for twelve from 3, 10 of eleven from the line with forty one points. I mean, he really dominated um, throughout the game. And you know, going back, you know, if you look at the team stats, I mean, like you said, fifty three percent to thirty one percent in three point percentage, but it's also important to look at 17 made threes to seven made threes. I think the game's basically over if you make 10 more threes than your opponent. You, yeah, you're probably gonna win nine out of 10 times. Um, so you know, really guarding the outside, making uh, the Rockets you know go to the basket a little bit more. Uh, you know, make them get guys like Clint Capella involved, um, and don't let them rely on iso plays by James Harden because. If, There were so many times where he would just get an ISO, everyone would stand in the corner, and James Harden would just go to work and score. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jazz had no answer. And it's unfortunate uh, because, you know, they looked really good in the last series, but this just shows how good the Rockets are right now just, you know, going out and dismantling this Utah Jazz team.
1: Yeah, and like that previous matchup, the OKC Thunder, they are just a great... um, They have a lot of stars on that team. You know, I like the coaching. It's not magnificent. Um, Billy Donovan is still, you know, um, fitting into the NBA after leaving from college. But now when you're in Houston um, and and you're playing against the Jazz, uh, the the Rockets are a greatly coached or a great coached team um, with star players. Um, And, you know, it's efficient basketball Um, I think that's, you know, how Utah was able to pull out against OKC is that it wasn't very efficient, um, basketball. I mean, we were critical on Russell Westbrook all series, um, you know, and I hate to be critical on him because I love him, but man, Mello was disappointing in the fourth quarter of that entire series. Um, his field goal percentage was abysmal, um, really wasn't able to help out that Thunder team and, uh. I mean, that's Paul,
0: a, Paul George is also two for. 16. Yeah, he
1: was pretty bad in that game seven too. Um, so I guess it was just a team effort that
0: was collectively come bad. On five for twenty three between the two of them Oof. for twelve points. Yeah, yeah
1: that, that that's not going to help you out. And uh, so you know when you're the Jazz and you just come off a series like that, that can be great. But you also have to realize you got pretty lucky um, in that series to be playing against some some inefficient basketball players and a team that kind of was just thrown together. Whereas the the Rockets were like perfectly crafted together like this is a unit that was that fits together and that's you know that's a lot tougher to face
0: so what's your prediction on the Rockets Jazz series
1: I don't even think the Jazz can steal a game from this I'm gonna go Rockets in four Jeez, that's tough
0: um you know I, I think that in one or two of the games really the Rockets have to get cold I mean there was games um you know Timberwolves uh, gave yeah. the Rockets a game I yeah. mean, uh, but I would James say James Harden went cold in one game and they just didn't yeah, have it. I would
1: say the Timberwolves have uh, more star power than the Jazz, though. I, I mean, with Jimmy Butler, I feel like.
0: But I think the Jazz are a more well-rounded team than the Timberwolves are. Yeah, I agree. From like top to bottom, I mean, you, Derek Favors is you know playing really well. Joe Ingles, you know, set a franchise record for 3 three-pointers made this year. Rudy Gobert. Oh uh, yeah. Best defender in basketball. I like the defenders. bench. I like Utah's
1: bench better than Minnesota. Um, but like you said, like there was no guy out there to defend James Harden for the Jazz. But you know, you did have Jimmy Butler, who you could put on James Harden and try and limit him. Um, so what what do you think this game go? This series goes? Then? I'd say Rockets in five. Five. So I think they Phoenix maybe
0: steal one, one in, in Utah. Gotcha. Um, but you know, obviously between the two of us, it's you know it's the Rockets series to have, and yes. it's it's not, it's going to be pretty short. Uh, we'll move on to the last series, uh, the Pelicans and the Warriors, which you know got its start on Saturday. Um, the Warriors t- dismantling uh, the Pelicans, one hundred and twenty-three, one hundred and one, behind a great game um, from Draymond Green, who had, you know, you you were hating on me still... 16 16 points, fifteen yeah. rebounds, eleven assists, three steals, two blocks, a plus twenty-eight, plus-minus, um, including five of nine shooting, including a three-pointer. I mean, he really did it all. Um, Durant with twenty-six and thirteen, and Klay Thompson with twenty-seven and six. Uh, so. You know the the Pelicans are very similar to the Jazz, where they looked really good in their last series, mm-hmm. but do they have enough to even challenge this Warriors team? Yeah, I don't I don't think they do. Um, the biggest thing that was disappointing
1: for me was um, Drew Holiday in that Game One, um, and that's you know, <laughs> Clay Thompson. That's all the credit in the world. If you take a guy who was averaging twenty eight points in the postseason before uh, playing against you, and then he only averaged. 11 points and shot 28% from the field on 14 attempts. Um, all the credit to Klay Thompson as you know, one of the better two-way guards in this league. That just proves it even more. Um, when you're getting 11 out of Drew Holiday uh, and only 9, I know Rondo isn't the best offensive scoring guy. He did chime in with 11 assists. Um, when those two combine for 20 and you're playing against the Warriors, that that's not going to keep up. Um, they still managed to score um, over 100, um, you know, each one more was able to put in 15, Jordan Crawford off the bench, put in 14. Um, but when you have your, you know, three of your starters in Mirotic, Drew Holiday and Rondo, seemingly, you know, the numbers, number two through four players on that team combined for 29, uh, it's not going to work out. And Anthony Davis can only do so much, um, had kind of a bad shooting day. I mean, 45% from the field isn't terrible, um, You know, got 21 points. I think he needs to get to the line a little bit more. Four free throw attempts um, is not a lot for a a guy who should be dominating um, an undersized uh, Golden State team um, that doesn't have much rim protection. But uh, you know, it, it was announced about an hour before we started recording that Steph Curry is probable for Game Two and won't face a minutes restriction. If that's true, I mean. You know this Warriors team just gets that much better, um, and it makes it even harder for New Orleans to make this a series.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, if you I'm looking through the team stats right now, in um, field goal percentage, it's you know very similar. Three point percentage is very similar, um, but then you get on to rebounds. The Warriors out rebounded the Pelicans by 19. Um, had nine more assists. Uh, you know that I think those two together. Um, really made the difference. I mean, when you out-rebound a team 13-7 to 7 on the offensive glass and by 9 on the defensive glass, I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to win games. Um, you know, like you talked about, I think they're going to need to get more out of Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis is going to need to play more than uh, 34 minutes, maybe closer to 40. Uh, Miritich is going to need, need to do more on the boards. Um, and they're going to need the guys uh, off the bench to rebound. I mean, I'm looking through. Um, a lot of these guys aren't, you know, big rebounders. They're going to need... Uh, more contributions uh, from you know Diallo and and Miller and Solomon Hill. I mean, those guys didn't do much um, in Game One. I mean, eight rebounds combined between those three guys. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to need more, um, and they can't just let the Golden State Warriors you know get all these second chances.
1: Yeah, and even when you look at the the Warriors on the other side, they only had two players that played get fewer than two rebounds. So everyone you know was getting boards on that team. Nick Young um, only had one and. Uh, Damian Jones um in three minutes only managed to get zero so besides that everyone chimed in with at least two rebounds and that just shows the dominance that they had on the boards um you know when Rondo is tied for second in boards well he's a great all-around player um you have some other big men on this team uh obviously you know you're getting worked on the inside um yeah it's it's unfortunate for New Orleans they had a great series um you know hopefully seeing the success of this team can learn some free agent wings um add some more depth to this team. But, you know, their season probably ends here.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, this series, probably very similar to the Rockets series where it's going to be, you know, pretty quick. Um, but I, I don't see, like looking up and down this roster, I don't see that rebounding issue getting fixed.
1: Yeah, no, I don't see it at all. Uh, you know, if you had DeMarcus Cousins, uh, healthy, of course, that finishes it. But Darius Miller, you know, who's averaging who's averaged one and a half rebounds for per his career, uh, check Diallo who's averaged, you know, four rebounds for his career, but only two in the postseason. That's not your answer. Uh, God. Yeah. There's, there's really no one on this bench that can fix that. Um, they just got to get healthy, bring DeMarcus back and give it a shot another year. But I was, I would say that, um, I have more faith in them taking a game over golden state than I do the jazz taking one over Houston. Um, I think that this series goes five games. Even if
0: Steph Curry comes back, if Steph Curry they comes back, they I,
1: I still think that you get. <clears throat> excuse me. I still think that you get that one Anthony Davis. Oh, no one can stop him in the paint game. I still think that Golden State lacks some, you know, size and athleticism inside. Draymond Green is a great rebounder, um, but he's listed at six foot seven. Um, Kevin Durant's essentially their best ring protector. We talked about how I'm not a fan of their bigs. I mean. Javale McGee only played six minutes. Zaza Pachulia played zero. Um, they're really going with you know a really small lineup. Um, I expect Anthony Davis to just take one game inside all forty-eight minutes, um, get to the free throw line, you know, knock down some shots from outside. I think you get one Anthony Davis. This is the this is what I am capable of, yeah. and they can take one game from Golden State.
0: Yeah, I could, I could see him putting up, you know, 45 and 15 right. in the game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all you need is, you know, Durant to shoot 40% from the field and Steph to miss some shots. I mean, yeah. a lot has to happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I could see the Pelicans. I would say Warriors and four. Yeah. If I had to put money on it, I'd say Warriors and four. But um, it's not going to be a close series.
1: No. And then the only other thing to match with Anthony Davis, I'd say, is playoff Rondo, um, who had, you know – in comparison, a little bit down of a game, he averaged. You know, he scored three points less than his postseason average, um, two assists less. Um, you know, they were getting some great numbers out of him: fifty percent from, nearly 58 percent from the field, forty-three percent from three, three, eighty from the line, um, averaging eleven points, thirteen assists, and seven and a half rebounds. Um, hopefully, he can also have another outbreak where he's just feeding Anthony Davis, and they've got something gelling. And then, you know, if you work that pick and roll game, you can get. Your shooters, Miritich and Holiday on the outside, Um, but like you you said, it's going to take a lot um, for New Orleans to steal a game. But I think they're
0: capable of doing at least one. So since we're at the beginning of another round, let's get a new finals prediction. Okay. And how many games and who's going to (laughs) win?
1: Finals prediction. I'm so bored. I'm still going. Man, I'm I'm still going Cleveland,
0: Golden State. (sighs) How? I Did just Did you watch the Cleveland So games? you're not picking, you're not picking him to go to the finals?
1: No. Oh, dude. I just I can't doubt him. I can't. It, it looked bad, but he found a way to win. And I think he'll continue to find ways to win until he gets against Golden State or Houston.
0: he will get swept by the Warriors. No oh ones. yeah, easily swept.
1: Easily get, I think any of the teams in the East will get swept by Golden State. I think I, I think that Sixers might be able to steal a game. I don't think One that they game. could. I, I don't see that happening. Um, I just feel like right now Ben Simmons is a baby LeBron James and Kevin Durant did just fine with the normal LeBron James. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm still going Cleveland-Golden State. Obviously, I'd I, I take Golden State in four, barely give them a game and maybe say it goes to five. But, um, you know, with Steph Curry coming back healthy, Kevin Durant – play draymond all regaining their health um yeah cleveland really wouldn't stand a chance once they got there
0: you don't think the rockets can take down the warriors
1: no i still i'm still scared of their their playoff blunders of the past i've talked about el postseason i mean they did lose a game to uh, minnesota and i was a little you know that convinced me a little bit more that they can just go cold one day and then you know have it fall apart throughout the course of a series um But I don't think that that happens to them until they face Golden State. Um, Whereas, you know, on the wings, eventually I give the advantage to Golden State with KD. I don't know who's matching up on him defensively. Um, Clay is, like we said, one of the better defensive guards in the league. You know, put him on James Harden. Um, Steph and Chris Paul have battled it out in uh, playoffs past. The only real advantage for Houston is Clint Capella on the inside. Um, and which huge. could be huge, but also Anthony Davis didn't have that great of a game, and I definitely say Anthony Davis is better than Capella. So well, I'd say they're
0: a different type of players, though. Yeah, no, Capella works right. in the pick and roll. Yeah, Davis, you know, kind of works by himself. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but he works in the pick and roll with Rondo. It just yeah. wasn't working. Um, okay. What's so your what,
0: what's your what's your game and prediction then? Your final.
1: It's Golden State Warriors versus the Cavs. Golden State in four. Okay. Just a clean sweep.
0: I'm going to go hot take here. We're going to go Rockets, Sixers. Wow. Rockets in five. Man. I, you know, the, the way the Sixers are playing right now, I mean, it's, it's I'm not going to lie, it's biased. But the way they're playing right now, I mean, yeah. I don't see Cleveland being able to slow them down offensively. Offensive, um Cleveland had trouble slowing down Victor Oladipo, and Victor Oladipo was
1: nice though.
0: Exactly, but I, I would say Ben Simmons is better than Victor, Victor Oladipo, yeah. and Joel Embiid. Ben, they, Simmons, they have, ben Simmons can't play like Victor Oladipo. Who's going to guard Joel Embiid in that series? No one. I mean, it, you, Tristan you put Thompson. Tristan on him. I mean, that's not good. Tristan Thompson is not a good defender, and neither is Larry Nance. I mean, I
1: bet he's an aggressive body you put in the middle. And know? then,
0: and then I think the Sixers have better shooting than the Cavs do. Yeah. And if you can beat the Cavs at their own game, the only time the Cavs are really good is when all those guys are making shots Mm -hmm. and LeBron can do you know put up his 40 and you know you get five or six guys at 15 points like three or four threes each that's the best way the Cavs win games and you know the Sixers almost beat them in that category I mean JJ Reich's better than any shooter they have Marco Bellinelli you know would be one of the best shooters on the Cavs team um and then you know Dario Sarge is you know looking really good off. I'm not saying he's a three point shooter, but yeah. Darius Sarge looks really good. He's I mean, doing I, better this postseason than Kevin Love is. <laughs> yeah, the depth is definitely there. Yeah, compared oh, to yeah. the Cavs, um, and you know I think in this Raptor series, I could see the Cavs going seven games and being exhausted, um, and then yeah. having to turn around two days later and play the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh yeah, which those is exactly what teams happened teams in the Pacers series. Inside. They just played seven. And 48 hours later, they got to play the Raptors again. Yeah. And LeBron's going to have to play 45 minutes a game for seven more games. Yeah. Um, a lot of that before he plays the Sixers.
1: A lot of that'll go into how quick or how long this uh, Celtics sixers series goes. Because if the if the Sixers can get out of there quick, and they're just waiting for you know almost a week for LeBron mm-hmm. to you know make his way to Philadelphia, then yeah, that's going to be extremely tough for them to go you know two seven game series potentially, and then go right into you know, one of the most dominant bigs in the league, a Ben Simmons who can attack the paint um, better than, you know, any of these younger guys in the league right now, and then a lot of shooters around it. That could be very troublesome for the Cavs. I just, I can't doubt LeBron until he actually doesn't make it to the finals. And that's just my bias too. You know, you you said that yours might be biased on the 76ers. Well, I have LeBron bias. And if he's in the playoffs, I just, I, I can't bet against him to make it to the finals at least.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I... It's it's this is what's great about this year's playoffs compared to years past. Yeah, I feel like the last three years we've been able to pencil in Cavs, exactly. Warriors, um, and you know basically saying anyone would win the East or the West that was different than those two was just wrong. Yeah, I mean it was. But I think we're at a point where the Rockets have really, if they haven't evened themselves up with the Warriors, um, they're right there, right about even. Yeah. Um, and then you look at the the Eastern Conference. Who would have thought at the beginning of the season that, that you know. 76ers would have been, you know, a, a favorite by in Vegas to win the Eastern Conference. I mean, yeah, no, crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's but crazy turnaround. It, it's awesome that there's four teams. I mean, I, I think there's four teams. I don't think you know the Celtics or um, the Raptors can win the Eastern Conference. Do you think the Raptors can win the Eastern Conference? I mean, oh. I don't think so. I, I personally, um, just like Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan in a series, I just yeah, I don't see them don't winning a it. big series.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, they haven't done it yet. Um,
0: but, no, there's basically four teams fighting it out, and it's going to be really interesting. And Blake and I are going to be along for the way. Oh, um, yeah. We'll come back next week. That's going to do it for our episode. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Blake, any last words?
1: Uh no, the Knicks are going to get a great head coach. We're going to trade up till early in the draft and we're going to draft a stud at a oh, small forward, sure. Uh, and then we'll be the 76ers of next year. We'll be the we'll be t- the talk of Kevin saying that, you know, the Knicks are going to make the finals.
0: How how good would it be if the Eastern Conference had the Celtics, Sixers and Knicks? All in their prime. I mean, that's well,
1: then you don't need LeBron in the East. LeBron can be no, the exactly in the East, well, be next, just
0: fine. Just think about next year; it's gonna be Sixers and Celtics, that's both great. healthy. Markel Fultz gets a whole season. I mean, it's gonna be to be a ride. Oh yeah, especially you know free great. agency. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. We'll mm-hmm. catch you guys next week and go Sixers. Right, take care.